Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back yet again to the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tierney. Hello, I am Chip. Uh, as you can tell, I'm doing my best Jim Nance impression <laughs> uh, to celebrate Tiger Woods winning the green jacket. Oh my gosh. Yet again. Congratulations, Tiger. Yeah, good Congratulations. job. Good job, Tiger. I'm so happy about that. I bet Jim Nance screams just like this. Okay, let's talk Philadelphia. <laughs> Well, congrats, Tiger. Uh, we're going to start out with the Eagles draft coming up. Uh, you think they're going to go heavily on the defensive side, or think some running backs are in the option? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Howie likes to surprise us. Um, you know, I, I can think of a few holes that we put that we have, but you never know with Howie, and I, you know, I trust him. So, you know, we'll get into a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm just excited for the draft. You know what else I trust? The process. True. Uh, except the process is like half dead. Unfortunately, well, is he alive? I don't know, man. Oh, the process has been diagnosed with tendonitis. Yeah, uh, this is going to be an ordeal. He's doubtful for game four. Okay, well, let's go through game one. Game one sucked. That was terrible. Yeah, I mean, we came back for game two and game three, which was good. And you know, we'll go into depth into each game specifically, but um, you know, I mean. You know, we'll, we'll kind of highlight the players who played well and, you know, didn't play so well, especially in game one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Ben Simmons is the homie. He is. Uh, game two, game three, bang. The great games. So, uh, we'll, we'll just get into our evaluations, what players stuck out, and what the Sixers need to do to continue their success rather than another game one failure. Yes. Uh, we can also talk about the Flyers. Guess what they did? Well, guess what did they do? They, uh, you know what? How about this? We're going to play a clip from our friend Chuck Fletcher in the podcast. <laughs> They've done the most Philadelphia thing ever by hiring a coach that has made it, and yet they've never won. No, he'll fit right in. Yeah, perfectly. <laughs> but then again, as long as he has more emotion than Dave Haxtell, I might be in. True. That guy sucked. He did. He was awful. Yeah. I'm. I'm still mad that his name resides in my head as former Flyers coach. Well, you have to live with it for the rest of your life, buddy. Sorry don't, about that. Don't, why? why Sorry about that. that? All right. <laughs> well, we're going to walk it off with the Phillies. Uh, they're struggling a little bit right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, pitch, they're pitching especially. Yeah, they lost last night against Colorado. I mean, and, you know, that's fine. But uh, they're 11-7 and right now, so it's, you know, we're still playing well. But you can just tell that our bullpen has not been good. Our, our pitching really hasn't been good, even our starters. I mean, Jake Arrieta has been pretty good. Um, but Aaron Nola hasn't been himself. We sent Nick Pavetta down. Jake Arrieta just pitched eight innings. He did. That was yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully, I mean, Eflin last night did okay, and then our bullpen kind of blew it afterwards. So, you know, Harper's no, kind of no, cooling off too. No, yeah. I mean, our lineup, I've, our lineup is still producing, and you know, we have a few injuries. Odubel's on the IL, and Segura hasn't played the last few days. So, but Segura had hamstring tightness. We'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah, because that can either be. Okay, like, it, it's just tight. Well, yeah. It's the beginning of the season, or he strained it, which would suck. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, but, yeah, we'll get into it, and, uh, you know. I don't. I think there's nothing left to say. Yeah. But what you say, Chippy? Let's cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle for a little bit. 
And talk some birds draft. Go birds! Go birds. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I mean, and, and, you know, we do pick late, but, you know, it's still pretty exciting, you know, to see who we get, and, um... I hate the schedule release show. Yeah, why is it such a big deal now? It's so dumb. Like, yeah... Like, like, you, like can't, I, you cannot tell who's gonna win. Injuries happen throughout the year. The draft hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> right. I could see them doing this after the draft. Yeah. But, now? Yeah, I mean, I've never... I. The release of the NFL schedule has never been as hyped as it as it was this year, and I don't know why. Eagles put out like sixteen celebrities from Philadelphia. Yeah, announcing that was those. pretty cool, dude. What is going on? That was pretty cool, but okay, yeah. Like we know we're gonna we know who we're playing. We already knew who we were playing. We just it just didn't we didn't know when. Well, Roger Goodell was probably just like, all right, so I'm throwing a ton of flags out on the field to this year. <laughs> so just God, I hope enjoy not. It now. I hope not, but. Yeah, NFL schedule's out. I mean, we again, we already knew who we were playing. We just didn't know when. And, you know, it's not that big of a well, deal. I Patriots mean, Patriots were playing. When the Patriots We're playing play- pretty much the whole AFC East. We are playing the whole AFC East. We are playing the whole AFC East. And we're playing Green Bay in Lambeau. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I don't, yeah. And we're playing Minnesota again, where we won the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, even, even if they win that game, they have to know that we won a Super Bowl. In their house. The yeah. In their house. Their brand new spanking new mm-hmm. house. Yeah. That's got to make them, um, oh, they're probably so happy about that. Yeah, no, they're loving it. But yeah, draft time. And, uh, you know, like we said earlier, I, I don't really know what they're going to do. I mean, you know, there's a few holes that I can think of, but. DB. You know, I don't think they're going to go DB. I really, really? don't. Um, you know, they, they already came out and said they like what they have at corner. And, you know, I like they like what they have in Jenkins and McLeod at safety, so. I think D-back is fine. I mean, they might take one later, but, you know, the first couple rounds, I don't see it. I mean, the the top three I can think of right now is offensive line, D-tackle, and linebacker. And I just have a feeling they're going to go defensive tackle because, you know, they love to have depth on the defensive line. And right now we have Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson as your starters. Who else do you have after that? No one, really. So that's why I think uh, they could potentially go – Defensive tackle. I think that's the most likely they will go. Um, I don't really see them going linebacker, even though we do need one. I think we need a middle linebacker, and it would be amazing if we could de- if we can get Devin White, but he's gonna be like a top five pick, so probably not. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a few good linebackers are, that are available that could be available to our pick, and then you know, offensive line is always a need. You, you, you can never you, you can never have too many offensive linemen because um, as we saw last year, we, really we need depth. Us. That can hurt us. <laughs> So, oh, well, do you if do you, at this age, do you think that J, uh, Jason Peters can stay healthy? No, not a full year, no. I mean, unless even, he proves it to us. Even last year, you saw that he was out yeah. all the time. Yep. He was in every third down. It, it was too much to be to call yourself a starter. And I have the utmost respect for Jason Peters. Yeah. But even he has to acknowledge that his age is up there. Yeah. For yeah. a football player, it's way up there. It is. It is. And you know, they're going to have to do something. I mean, if they have that much faith in Jordan Mylotta, fine. But, you know, even if even if you go with Mylotta when Peter's out, you're still going to need someone behind him. So, you know, I think it's I think it's a, one of the top priorities for the Eagles in this year's draft. And 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 you know, how we even came out and said, you know, depth is our biggest thing going into the draft. You know, so that screams to me defensive line and offensive line where both sides you can never have too much. Now, do you think that I've read a report possibly saying that we would go after two running backs? 
Do you any validity to that? I, I don't see. I mean, maybe, but I just don't see. I mean, we signed Jordan Howard. We didn't really mention. Oh, we traded for. Jordan we traded Howard. for Jordan. I'm sorry. We stole Jordan Howard. From we did. The Bears. We did. Let me re- let me rephrase that. We stole Jordan Howard from the Bears. We did because their head coach does not like him. Yes, and you know I don't even know if we're if we're going to draft one because if the Eagles have that much faith in Corey Clement. Then he's gonna be our second guy, which you know he can be. I just don't have faith in Wendell Smallwood. No, I don't either. And you know, and that's the thing too. Looking back on last year, Wendell Smallwood continuously proved to me that he can perform. Yeah. But I just I don't know what it is, but have, I just don't have faith in the guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we were, we said it last year. We're not huge fans of Wendell Smallwood, but he he did play pretty well for us. Um, but yeah, he just he's. I don't know. I don't think he's, you know, I think he's a third running back at best. Um, he's not a starter, and he probably shouldn't be your number two. So, I mean, and right now he's not a number two. He's probably a number three or four. Um, so, if you want to keep him around for that, fine, I guess. But if you do draft the running back, then he'll probably be off the team. Because um, right now, one and two is Howard and Clement, which I'm fine with if they don't do anything. Josh Adams. And Josh Adams could be your three or four. And then Smallwood. So, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I really, if they draft one, yeah, but if it, I don't think they're going to draft two. I just don't see it. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Is there anyone you're specifically looking for on the defensive side coming out of college? Um, I mean, on the defensive line, you know, there's a, there's defensive line. I've been saying this, you know, throughout the whole year. The defensive line in this year's draft is heavy. You know, it's it's really top heavy. So there's gonna be a lot of defensive guys going in the first round this year. Um, you know, other than quarterbacks and maybe a few receivers, you're not gonna see a lot of offense uh, in the first round. So um, it's gonna be very defensive heavy. Um, but a few guys that could drop to us. I mean, you know, there's there there is a lot of guys that could fall. I mean, you never know with the draft. If it's a defensive heavy draft and teams don't need a defensive player at this point in time. Obviously, defensive players can fall late to us. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully, that's what happens. Absolutely. I, and I'm not saying that for the individual's sake, because no one wants to see themselves fall down the draft board, Yeah. but for team's sake. That's great. Okay. Yeah, it's great. And, and you know, I, I feel like a lot of the youngsters don't realize that if your name falls down the board, it isn't necessarily because a team doesn't trust you. No, it, no, no. It's, it's a just lot of it's need based. To team needs, absolutely, absolutely. You know, of course, you know, teams like a lot of guys, but you, you only have so many picks, and, you know, they're, you know, so it's tough. But, um, yeah, I mean, there guys will fall, and, um, you know, hopefully Eagles snatch one of them up. But, you know, um, specifically def- on the defensive line, I mean, you got guys like Christian Wilkins from Clemson. You got guys like Jerry Tillery from uh, – Notre Dame, I think he went to. Um, so there, I mean, there's a few more, but that's the two guys I thought of right away. Um, you know, linebacker wise, you got Devin Bush who could be there, but they're you know they're saying he could go earlier. And then Mac Wilson from Alabama could be there. I'm talking inside linebackers because that's what we need. And then on the offensive line, I mean, there's a, there's tons and tons of you know offensive linemen um, that could be available. So you never know. If we get the cream of the crop for the offensive line, I think that's probably what they're going to go with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We need, we need to protect Wentz now more than ever. And one yeah. thing that I did notice last year was that that pocket collapsed and collapsed and collapsed and collapsed and collapsed. If Carson Wentz is continuously under pressure, that not only increases the chances that he's injured for a third straight year, but he's going to make terrible throws. Well, I mean, I think he's better on the run, but again, you can't. You know, any quarterback doesn't like to have a collapsing pocket like that, you know, all the time. The Eagles' pocket, when we won the Super Bowl in 18, yeah, 
the pocket collapsed after Wentz was scanning the field for a solid what, right. 10 seconds. I don't know about that, but... In five seconds, yeah, but like he still had enough time. It just right. felt like the pocket was gone right yeah, away. right, exactly. There was nothing for him to work with last year. Yeah, I mean, there definitely was a difference. Um, it just felt like the whole team was different. It was weird, but... Maybe it, was, maybe it was a Super Bowl hangover, but whatever. We still made the playoffs, so, you know, we're good. But, um... <laughs> hey, you can't say it's a Super Bowl hangover if we made the playoffs. Yeah, and, and we won a game, too, yeah. so... Yeah, we double-doinked. <laughs> yeah, we we just won, but we still did win, so... Thanks, Cody Parkey. Yeah, thank you. Um, also, thanks for Jordan Howard. Yeah, thanks for Jordan Howard for basically nothing. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I just... That's, that's, the best, that's the best thing about the draft, you know, not knowing what you're going to get, and then... You know, when it finally does happen, you know, you can... Be in there, yeah. Yeah, you can kind of, you know, evaluate it and, you know, see how the guy fits and, you know, what he's going to do. And Remember when the draft happened in Philadelphia? That was great. That was lit. That was amazing. Say, like, they keep trying to up these other cities and no. Philadelphia rocked the draft. It's in Nashville this year, so... They're probably going to rock the... Nashville's gonna, pretty sick. Nashville's, yeah, Nashville's pretty, pretty hype, but Philly was lit, though. All right, well... I think it's time to break the huddle, and yeah. let's go to, you know, I'm deciding on whether we should talk about the Flyers or the Sixers. Should we, should we just get the Flyers? Let's do Flyers. All right. So, we have a video from our close friend, our closest friend, Chuck Fletcher. Now, Chuck Fletcher made the most terrific decision ever <laughs> to hire Elaine Vigneault. And I just want all of you Very to exciting. hear it. It's, it's unusual. And, and, oh, uh, no. Coach oh, well, I messed that one up. <laughs> but his name is Elaine Vigneault. Yes. He has made it to two Stanley Cup finals. Mm-hmm. One of the New York Rangers. I hate the Rangers. <laughs> I really hate the Rangers. And the other with Vancouver, which started a riot. Yes, it did. So... It's not really his fault. It's Vancouver's fault. It, I mean, it's his fault because, I mean, it's kind of his fault because they lost, but, you know, you didn't have the ride at Vancouver. I mean, come on. I mean, they did, but <laughs> what I'm getting at is it not the most Philadelphia thing ever to hire someone who's made it and never actually yeah, it is. had the results to win it. It's definitely a Philadelphia thing, um, but, you know, I mean, you know, he knows what it takes to get there. He just doesn't know how, what it takes to win it. Um. Yeah, I mean, but it's bad. It, you know, he but he knows how to win. That's the biggest thing. And you know, he know he knows how to win, and that's the biggest thing. Um, and this team, the team needs, has the potential to win. Right, the team needs to learn how to win. Travis Konechny, Sean Couturier, Jake Voracek, Claude Giroux, Ivan Provorov, Travis Sanheim, Carter Hart. Mm-hmm. All these names are excellent, excellent talented yep. players that can definitely take the team into the future. But I don't know what it is that is holding them up. And I don't know, I don't know if Elaine Vigneault can actually turn that around. Well, that remains to be seen. You know, we can't write them off immediately. You know, we have to give them a chance. Um, But, yeah, I mean, hopefully he, you know, he brings a winning culture here. You know, I mean, like I said, he knows how to win. He knows how to win. And, you know, you just got to teach these guys how to win, basically. <laughs> you know, be, play as a team and win. Do you think that they're going to be able to? I don't know. <laughs> they're the most inconsistent team I've ever watched. I agree. There was a point in time where I died to watch the Flyers. It's infuriating, I to say home, the least. I come home, 
And I'd look forward to the Flyers game. And then when they had their off day, I'd be like, well, what the hell am I going to do with my life? Right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just been frustrating as a fan. Um, I'm sure it's frustrating as a player. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, you know, this is this is a pivotal offseason for the Flyers. And uh, hopefully they made some right they, – hopefully they made the right move coach-wise, you know. So, they have, they have the 11th pick in the draft. They're supposed to have 10th, but he didn't. They had the 11th, of course. So, yeah, we have that to look forward to, too. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's get off the ice. I can't stand it anymore. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Also, it's springtime, so ice is melting. It is. Let's crash the boards, and let's actually get into some sixes. Oof. Game one. Oh, I don't want to do it. Game one. <laughs> Game one. D'Angelo Russell the Narc <laughs> destroyed us. All game uh, one. Shout out to Iggy Azalea. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. I mean, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie killed us. Their whole team killed us. I mean, you know, the score didn't reflect it, but we were just off. It was just bad. Ben played poorly. Ben, ben played awful. Tobias didn't play well. Uh, you know, JJ was not good. L- let me act as if we never saw game two or three just yet. Okay. Ben Simmons complains about the booze. Yes. A- every Philadelphia fan more or less said, shut up. <laughs> Play better. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, he came uh, afterwards, you know, he, he came out and said, those fans stay on that side. Nah, well, dude, that, yeah, yeah, that was kind of annoying. Dude, but... that's stupid. Why would you say that? You you play in Philadelphia. I mean, Teron Matthew even was just like, dude, chill. <laughs> well, to, for me at least, it wasn't as big as everyone made it out to be. For me personally, only because afterwards he came out and said, you know, I, I still love playing here. Um, you know, it, it was just, he was just frustrated, I think. It was, you know, it was right after a game one loss. I understand. He didn't play well. But I understand it's right after a loss, but you, you can't diss the fans. The The fans pay money to go see those seats, to go see those games, and those seats are not cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, and, and I agree with that. Uh, he shouldn't have said it, but I can understand if, you right. know, if he, if he, you know, misspoke, um... He was just frustrated, and, you know, we also, we did what he did in Game 2 and Game 3, so, you know, I think it all is forgiven now. Um, Then Ben comes out in Game 2 and gives us the AI. (laughs) Yes, he did. He gave us the AI. He did. He put his hand up to his ear. That was sick. That was incredible. No, that was hot. That was hot. It was was hot. hot. It was hot. You know what else is hot? Game 3, when he had 31. 31, 9, and 4. Is that average? How, how's, how's that, Jared Dudley? How's that? <laughs> Is that average? Is I'm that sorry. average? I'm sorry for yelling. Oh, it's okay. Oh, my gosh. It's just, you know you know what? I'm glad he did that because you know what it did? It just, it just he Ben embraced it and he's like, you know what, dude? What, this moron's talking about me. I'm just going to go out and, you know, play like the best guy. Yeah, like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but he, you know, he played well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
more or less destroyed his family lineage. So, um, yeah, Jared, listen. If you say another word, I don't think. Dude, did you see Ben Simmons give him that look? That look, and then when he airballed it, he was just he just turned around, and was like he just stared at him. Oh my god, Ben, <laughs> I love you, dude. And then Tobias, dude, Tobias, he needed that game too because. He finally saw some shots going, and then in game three, he was just like, you know what? Seven not, for seven from the three. Six for six. But six for, no, it wasn't a seven for seven? It was six for six. Damn. Um, but, you know, Tobias was like, I finally saw one go through, and then in game three, he's like, you know what, dude? I'm not going to miss. And he didn't. From three, at least. But, um, <laughs> you know what else is hot? Ben Simmons making all of those free throws. Well, that was hot. That was hot. That was hot. Boban Marjanovic, dude. He fouled out, though. Dude, I don't care. You know, I don't care, dude. Have you seen his touch, dude? It's awesome. It's incredible. You see him take a three. That was, yeah, that was incredible, dude. I freaking love Bobon, dude. He uh, dude, Bobby Toby out there. Bobby and Toby, man, dude, it. Sixers. I swear, if you let them go this summer, I swear to God, I will be infuriated. They, can. they, need, they, they need to keep the team together. They need. They need to keep them. They just need more bench. They do. They need more bench. I think you know, and I think Elton Brand. Has an idea. He does. He does. He, he, knows he, what we need to fix. he knows what we need. I think he'll go out and make a few moves. All the pieces that he made, all the pieces that he traded for this year were for the future. Yes. Rather than he intends highly on signing. Yes. I don't, I don't know about, I, I assume you have to keep Boban if you're going to keep Tobias Harris. Oh, yeah. No, dude. They're, it's like one person. Yeah. They are one person. They are. It's just, just one of them is white and Serbian. Yes. And he's uh, seven foot three. And he's seven foot three. And he, his hands are about as big as the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, by the way. But yeah, now he's got a good shot. He does. He it, does. It, I was listening to the commentators. I listen to NBC Sports Philadelphia because you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching TNT. Smart, stupid. smart. Yeah, you got to watch Zoom often. Yeah, Allah, Allah Abdul Nabi. Yeah, dude. Dude, he's awesome. I love Zoom. Him. I love Zoom off. But, anyways, <laughs> the Nets had to reevaluate their decision. To just kind of back off of Boban because yeah. he was just like, Kuff. dude, they're still backing off of him. I mean, the, the, you know, they're still giving him space, and he's like, you know what, dude, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cush this every time. I don't know if Brett Brown is telling him to like just, just pass the ball if that happens, but sometimes he's just like, I cannot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would you? I mean, you know, dude. And every time he makes it, the place goes nuts. Like when we're at home, like game two, every time he had a great game too. By the way, every shot he made, just. Mayhem every time it went in. The people. The people. Yeah. They love the, Boban. the fans. They do. <laughs> they love Boba. The people. They love Boba. That was the first tweet about Boba <laughs> Mariano. All of the Sixers' official Twitter. Yes, it was, and it was incredible. <laughs> They're the people. They love Boba. They do. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Just. How, get... can, how can you let go of a player that is just so beloved? Yeah, do, do you think that he's used to this, or do you think that Philadelphia is just an anomaly? We're just like you Boban. know. <laughs> If I walked into Delisandre's the day that him and Tobias Harris oh were my God. Things, I would have lost I my mind. I would have went insane. Oh, my God. I would have just wanted to hug Boban. Be like, I don't want a picture. Can I just get a hug? Yeah, give me a hug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Give me dude. a hug, brother. I need it. <laughs> yeah, but game two and game three is just, yeah. I mean, game the game two is, is exactly what the Sixers needed. They just needed to go off on them. And then game three, they just kept it going. Um, you know, and just... We were just playing well, like, together. Um, so that was, you know, game two and game three were really fun to watch. Um, let's just totally forget about game one because I never want to talk about it again. And, you know, we just never have to mention it because, you know, if they win the next two, then it's over. So, yeah. 
look, <laughs> you're not wrong, but we do have to acknowledge that D'Angelo Russell has actually been murdering us. Yes, he's yeah, he's a good player, man. Every, every shot that he's been putting up, I've been scared is going good. Yeah, I mean, and listen, they have a good they have a good squad. I mean, you know, they're young and they're up and coming. Uh, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be a good team in a few years. Afro. Oh, the Fro show. It's it's actually pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but oh my god, remember in game two when Embiid completely just elbowed him off the face oh of the god. earth. Yeah, we were like, on the couch, we were like, that's not a flagrant. Oh, that's a flagrant. Yeah, we, so the first time, yeah, we were watching it, and we saw it the first time, that's not a flagrant. And they saw the replay, they showed it like five, five like 15 times, by they the way. They showed it a ton. Like, it was it was just right after the other. Like, and he just it, got shulked. He got leveled, dude. <laughs> he got shulked. And then right MB the afterwards is like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was my bad. <laughs> and then he started laughing with Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. Um... Well, I mean, they came back and flagrant at Ben Simmons. Oh, they did, too, they so. did, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the Nets, I mean, they're a good squad. I mean, you know, they're, you know, the record may not show it. I mean, but and, but they're in the playoffs for a reason, and you know, they're a good team. Um, Russell, you know, is an All Star level player now. Uh, Dinwiddie's right, almost there with them. And then you know, you know, who's been playing really well is that Karis Levert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, other than the fouls, he's getting himself into foul trouble. He has, but you know, he he. You know, when you think of Levert, you think of him as a driver, but he's actually shooting the ball, the ball well, of course, against us. But, you know, I think he's going to be a good player, too. So, And, of course, Jared Allen is a good, you know, a good big man. Um, and their bench is pretty solid. You, you know, know, they have a few shooters coming off the bench, so their team's pretty good, man. You know who's lo- who low-key had a really good game three? Who's that? J.J. Redick. Oh, yeah. He dropped 26. 26, yeah. 26. Yeah, that's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah, I I feel like with Tobias Because everyone's Harris, so high on Ben Simmons and Simmons, Harris, yeah. yeah. J.J. Redick had himself a night. Yeah, he did. He did. That's good. And that's great to see, man. I mean, you know, especially after that game one performance, and then, uh, you know, he came out in game two and played pretty well, and then... Yeah, I mean, five or nine for the threes, so that's not too bad. Yeah, it's good. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's right where you want him to be. I mean... Yeah. That's perfect. You know, and and hitting your free throws, and and you know, it's another huge thing. Is not they didn't turn the ball over that much. That is huge for the Sixers because if they don't do that, if they don't turn the ball over, they are just they're they're one of the top teams in the league if they don't turn the ball over. But that's that's just been their Achilles heel for the longest time. And missing free throws, that's the two biggest things. And we mentioned that before on this on this podcast. You know, turnovers kill the Sixers. Miss free throws kill the Sixers. And you know, we're not. When we're making our free throws and not turning the ball over, this team is 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 tough to to handle. Ben Simmons went nine for eleven for free uh, free throws. That's yeah, that's exactly what you want, man. They kept fouling him intentionally, yep. and the first time he missed both. That's okay. After that, he knocked them all. Yep, that was hot. Yeah, that's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do, and he pulled. He came through. Now game four is tomorrow, well Saturday. Yep, at three. Yep, with and probably no Embiid again. We played well without Embiid, surprisingly. Yeah, we did. I mean, Greg Monroe. He started. He did. I was surprised. He did not perform well defensively. No, he didn't. Um, he, yeah, he had a few okay shots. You know, he had a few rebounds, but I don't know. Um, defensively, he wasn't that good. Uh, but I mean, you know, he's no JoJo. No, uh, you know, nobody's Joel Embiid, but um, I thought they would have went with Boban starting, but they went with Monroe. Um, 
I don't know. Boban played for a long time. He did. He, I mean, he had more minutes, which I'm fine with. I'm, I'm 100% fine with that. You know, if they're going to start Monroe, get, you know, give him a few minutes here and there, that's fine. But let, you know, let Boban, and, you know, you don't have, you don't even have to have Boban or Monroe out there. You can go small. You'd have Mike Scott play the five or, mm-hmm. or, you know, someone else play the five. But Mike Scott has been, he's kind of been bad. <sighs> yeah. Game two, he had a nice game, but then last night he didn't, he didn't score. Um, so yeah, it's just, I mean, it's all our, it's our whole bench. I mean, you know, we've said this before, our bench isn't the best, (laughs) let's be honest. It's not that good. Um, but you know, I think right, I think now, hopefully, you know, Brett Brown is starting to find, you know, you know, that rotation a little bit because he's not playing TJ that much, which I'm fine with. Um, you know, he's given Ennis, you know, a few more minutes, which I guess I'm okay with. I mean, offensively, Ennis isn't that good, but he gets a few offensive boards, which I like. Um, but you know, defensively, he hasn't been that good either. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I would have thought Jonathan Simmons would get, would get a little bit more minutes, but I mean, he hasn't been playing him. Um, so, and he's, he's been, you know, he's been keeping the bench, you know, he's not going too deep into the bench, which I guess I'm fine with. Yeah, well, because we like don't Jared have a great can do anything cause we don't, like court right because we don't have a great bench to begin with, so you know you can't really go that deep anyway. So it's not like Marco. Oh. Stop, <laughs> dude! Stop mentioning him. You don't have to mention him anymore. He, he was a bust. Can, can, can you admit it? Whatever, dude. Can you admit it? I'm not gonna admit it. Why? Because why he hasn't played. Okay, so if he never plays, yeah, he's a bust. Okay. Okay. If he plays and sucks, he's a bust. Okay. If he plays next year and comes out and plays well, then he's not a bust. What's well? I don't know. Uh, Fifteen point average. I guess. I mean, consensus number one overall. But pick. yeah, but you need you need like a few years of consistency. So like, if he comes out and scores fifteen this year or next year, and then goes the following year and scores five, then no, he's not good. But. You know, if he's if he comes out next year and scores ten a game, and then comes out the following year scoring fourteen, and the following year scores twenty, then yeah, he's good. You know, it might take him a few years to get it all together, become a solid player like D'Angelo Russell. No, this Joel Embiid injury. Oh boy, we have to get negative again. And we do have to get negative again because what if if this is going to just persist and persist and persist? What are they going to do? Hold him out of all these Brooklyn Nets games? And then what happens next series? I'm just worried. It's I'm just worried. It's worse than tendonitis. I don't know. I, he didn't tear a ligament. He wouldn't have been able to play. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I'm just. That's look, that's look, that's the Philadelphia fan in me. The Sixers staff has been so hesitant to let anyone do anything when they're hurt. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they would have let him play. Well, and you got to think about this too. I mean, we handled them so well in Game Three without him. So they're just like you know. I don't think we necessarily he needs to play. You know. Um, you know, we're capable of beating the Nets without him. So, you know, I think that plays a factor, too. Um, and, he, you know, he's not ready. I mean, maybe he is, but, you know, they're not taking a risk. I mean, it's a playoffs, you know. You need, if you're going to if you're gonna win and, you know, continue on, then you need your best guys. So, um, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, we saw what we can do without him. Um, but, you know, it is a little, it's a, it's a little nerve-wracking, but. You know, hopefully he can come back pretty soon. Um, you know. Now, I thought Jimmy Butler would have a better game. He still did drop 16. Yeah. But I thought he would be more dominant. 
Listen, I mean, when when Simmons is scoring 31, Tobias is scoring 29, JJ scored in 26, I mean, you don't need him to, to be, you know, you don't need him to be that guy like he was in game one where no one else was scoring, you know? That's, you know, when when, when the team's struggling, then Jimmy's like, okay, I'm going to take over now. You know, that's what Jimmy does. But, you know, we played well throughout the whole game. I mean, then, you know, a lot of guys were playing well. They were scoring, and Jimmy's like, you know, I'm just going to focus on defense and, you know, maybe get a bucket here and there, and that's what he does. I mean, and I'm fine with that. Because, you know, and that's that's why he's there. If we, we need to play defense, get rebounds, get him get a few buckets here and there, and if we're struggling, take over. When, I don't know. I, I have the Sixer song playing in my head right now. <laughs> I kind of got the chills from it. It's dope. <laughs> All right. Uh, dude, I'm looking forward to this. It, I, I just need us – we need to get past the second round this year. Well, it's going to be tough, man. Because we're looking at Toronto. Unless Orlando pulls a miracle out of their butts and they beat Toronto, but I doubt it. Oh, dude. And Toronto's going to be a tough series, man. Dude. It's going to be a tough series. Yeah, but like Kawhi's leaving Toronto. Well, he's not leaving before, yeah. he, before he beats us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's going to beat us, probably losing the conference finals like... I'm out. I'm going to L.A. <laughs> you know what I'm excited to see, actually? If Boston and Milwaukee both win, I'm excited to see that series. That's going to be a great series. What, so Giannis can just roll on them? Yes. Giannis can destroy them. I want Giannis to dunk over both Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier. Everyone. Everyone on the team. Just I want him to dunk over. Dunk over all five. Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Jalen Brown, all of them. All of them at the same time. I just want to see, like... Gordon Hayward. If if he jumps over and just steps on one of their heads and then steps on another one of their heads and just drops one of the most massive slam dunks you've ever seen in your life. Oh, my God. That would be <laughs> so hot. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, a boy can dream, right? He can. Well... Keep dreaming, dude. Right, let's put the balls back on the racks. We've crashed <laughs> the boards way too much at this point. <laughs> and let's walk it off with the Phillies. Yes, sir. So we have David Robertson on the IL. Oh, yeah. Okay. Odubel Herrera on the IL. Oh, yes. Aaron Altair somehow still on the team. Injuries are, are there are coming. Oh, you knew they would show up eventually. Okay. Yeah, Phillies, first of all, cut Aaron Altair, please, for the love of God. Just cut him. Don't even send him down. Just cut him. He, he shouldn't be on a, on a Major League Baseball team. Number two. If you ever start Altair again in center field <laughs> over Roman Quinn because Odubel's in the IL, I swear to God, I will not watch you. I probably will. I'm just saying that. Just please don't start Altair anymore. Please. He's hitting what? 71? 056. 056. <laughs> He's hitting 056, Phillies. But he has one RBI. Who cares? Dude, and I and I know Roman Quinn played poorly last night, but that was his first game back. This is his first game of the season. He, he has a 167 OPS. Uh, stop. <laughs> Dude, I like I like Roman Quinn a lot. I think he is good. He's way better than Altair. Everyone's better than Altair. I'm better than Altair. Wow, that's that's hard. Yep, I'm saying it, dude. Doubt. I'm t- nope. Doubt. Don't stop. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. I am better than Aaron Altair. So you can go up there and you can hit a 100 mile an hour fastball. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're, we're going to go with that. That's well, you know what? Because he can't. Okay. So let's, let's make this 
Aaron Altair being on the team bet a little bit more interesting. Sure. If Aaron Altair hits, let's say, 10 home runs this season. All right. You also get pied in the face. No. Yeah, you get pied in the face. All right. What was my other one? Uh, I forget. I forget yours. Uh, mine is if Aaron Altair is still on the team. Oh, mine's if uh, Bryce Harper hits fi- no who, fifty home runs. Was that mine? Yeah. So you're already getting a cake in the face. You're gonna get. He's lemon, not in fifty. Come on. Lemon meringue hey, pie actually. right to the face if Aaron Altair hits ten home runs. Can I get a season. pie actually like? No, I don't even know. Lemon meringue is just so messy. I feel like it's just gonna get everywhere. What was yours? My bet. Yeah. If Aaron Altair is still on the team by the trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> well, get ready because he will be. Why does Gabe like him so much? Uh, sorry about that. Let me hit our mic by accident. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, he hates Nick Williams. Nick Williams is better. Well, Nick Williams should be getting those starting opportunities when Aaron Altair. Yes. Is why is he starting? And you know, and Williams, here's what you know. Nick Williams is one of the centerpieces of the Cole Hamill tree. Right. Along with Jorge Alfaro, who's gone. Well, we got JT Real Muto in return for that, so I'll take it. True. But. But yeah, I mean, Nick Williams should be starting Altair, over Altair all day long. And even if he's in center field, just move McCutcheon over center field. Williams by left. You know, if, if Williams doesn't want to play center, move him over to left and move McCutcheon to center. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's better. And, you know, if you're going to play anyone in center, play Roman Quinn in center. So, Altair should not be playing. Yeah. At all. He shouldn't be on the team. I, he's not good. 056, dude. What does he have? One hit? He's 18 at bats. So, so he's one, what? He's one for 18, probably. 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 <sighs> dude, that's it's, I don't know. He just, and he's he's oh. We hate him. We hate Aaron Altair. I'm sorry if some guys like him, but we just are we don't like him at all. All right, let's move on. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's people that probably do like him. <laughs> it's sorry if you do. We just we're not fans. Anyway, uh, Jake Arrieta threw eight innings. He did. He Arrieta's been playing. He's been pitching well, man. He's been pitching really well. He's been he's been our best pitcher this year so far. So he's this mic sucks. <laughs> I just want to share that information with you. We are, we have to invest in a new microphone. We do. Sorry, it keeps tipping over. Okay, hopefully that's better. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, our starting rotation other than Arrieta has been poor. Even on even even Nola. Yeah. Nola, Nola hasn't been himself. What is going on with Nola? You know, I don't know. I'm hoping, you know, it's just the first couple starts. You know, he's getting back into things. Hopefully, please let that be the case. Um, I don't know. Um, Pavetta got sent down. Pavetta did get sent down. That kind of was surprising a little bit, and Eikhoff is in the rotation now. Um, I would have thought Velasquez would have got sent down first in the beginning of the season, but it's Pavetta first, so there you go. I read a report, and it was just like, I saw Nick Pavetta packing his bags. He glared over and said no comment. And just left. Mm. My assumption is he was optioned. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Um, I mean, I, I don't hate Nick Pavetta. I he know. Got to get it together. He does. You know, he's. Yeah. I Eikhoff don't know. is a backup, right? Eikhoff is in the rotation now. Yes. Uh, they called him up. Um, Velasquez has been okay. He's I mean, been he's been Vinny Velasquez. Yeah, you're right. Eflin's been Eflin. I mean, you know, Eflin pitched okay last night. Gave up two, three runs. Um. You know, and the Phillies kind of came back a little bit. It was three two, and then the bullpen came in and blew it. After that, um, your boy Adam Morgan almost blew the Mets game. Dude, I still, I still like Adam Morgan, dude. I still like him. I mean, Jose Alvarez has been awful. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, Victor Arano. Victor Arano. He got called up recently. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we're definitely gonna have to make a move eventually. Whether it, it'll probably be the trade deadline. So we got a few more, <laughs> few more months of pitching woes. Uh, but hopefully, I mean, hopefully they pull together. I don't know. You never know. Um, maybe it's if you're looking to make a playoff run. I feel like they need to acquire a starter over a bullpen. The reason I say this, I think you if, you have a th- if you have a three-pitcher rotation for the playoffs, Nola hopefully gets his stuff together, Arietta, and then your trade starter. And then, as long as they go deep in the game, I, I would say sixth inning minimum, which you need to be a clutch performer. You just need to hope everything goes well. Yeah. I mean, if, if all they can get is a starter, they need to make sure it is a damn good one. A lefty, preferably. Um. Uh, yeah, I think they need both. I think they need a lefty starter and a and a bullpen guy. Uh, probably a closer, honestly, because we don't have a legitimate closer right now, and it's not Hector Neris. And I don't care if you're a Hector Neris fan, because we're not. He's not a closer. So stop. Well, David Robertson would be the closer if he were healthy. And Sir Anthony hasn't pitched well, so he's not probably another closer. I don't know. It's just. I'm just again. I'm hoping it's you know the beginning of the season. Uh, you know they're they're getting used to things. You know we, we have a lot of we have we have a lot of new guys. Um, so hopefully they pull it together, and that's all you can hope for right now because the trade deadline's a ways away. Why don't we just make Adam Morgan the closer? Uh, yeah, well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Dude, really, we can make anyone the closer. Because I feel like that's what the Kapler would do. He's like, who's, who's left in our bullpen? Send him out there in the ninth. All right, guys. I'm the closer now. <laughs> yeah, no, Gabe. You're the, no, nope, I'm the closer. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe will go out there. He'll throw He'll throw a couple. Oh, I'm going to throw 150 miles an hour. Yeah. It's not possible, Gabe. Nope, everything's possible with coconut oil. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, how about Kingery, though? He finally learned how to hit a fastball. <laughs> what did I say all last year? Yeah, he can't. He can't catch up to a ninety-four mile an hour fastball. Dude, well, now I'm he so can. glad he's hitting, man. Uh, hopefully, he can keep it up. And he needs to, no. So long as he can keep catching up to those fastballs, man. Yo, we are golden. If he heats, if he keeps hitting like this, get Cesar out of here. Really? I'm calling it, dude. Cesar's been okay. He's been okay. But listen, dude, if Kinger keeps hitting like this, man, I mean, listen, he's younger. He's our future. We signed him to, what, a six-year contract last year? Is that what it is? I don't know what it was. I think if he keeps hitting like this, you got to pull the trigger, man. you got to start him over Cesar. If he keeps hitting like this. It's, I know it's been a short, you know, short little spurt here, but. Kingery dingery, man. Kingery dingery, dude. Two home runs, two straight games. That was pretty hot. I like it, dude. Opposite field, too. Opposite field. Opposite field. Oppo. Little oppo. Little oppo poppo. You know what I'm saying? He's finally seeing that all you have to do, if you can't catch up to the fastball, you drive it the other way. Yes. I feel like... Scott. Yes. Last year, you would just see him swing, and he'd just be way behind everything. Oh, yeah. I feel like his stride is just much more... I don't even know if it's faster, but he does look bigger than last year. Well, he's just, and he, yeah, and he, and he, you know, he he had a full year last year, and it just looks like he's catching up to the the balls a lot better, and he's seeing the ball a lot better. Good. Also, side note, 
Reese Hoskins and Scott Kingery's handshake is the best one by far. Fair. Fair point. That was that, that was sick. <laughs> Chip, you would be observing the handshakes. Dude, come on. They're fun, man. I don't care if they make the other teams mad. Keep doing it, dude. <laughs> Keep doing it. Oh, God. Throw at us. I don't care. We'll have Harper run out at you. Did you see, speaking of throwing at, did you see um, Tim Anderson? I saw the bat flip. But I didn't see after, I mean, I guess they threw at him afterwards. They hit him. And then. And he said something, and the catcher got up to him, and he was just like, eh, it's fine, it's fine, I'm not going to go out there. Yeah. And then, like, the, the Blue Jays came out. Because, it was Kansas City. Was it Kansas City? It Kansas was. City came out. And, oh, well, I didn't really pay attention to the game. I just saw that highlight. Yeah, I, the only thing I saw was the bat flip, and then I heard there was a, a brawl afterwards. It, it, the Blue it, the Blue Jays, I keep saying Blue Jays. <laughs> the Royals just came out, they took offense to it. I mean, yeah. I mean, but, understandable. But but he wasn't charging. He was like, he was like, all right, I'm yeah, just gonna go to yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to go up to first, and he found out he was ejected. All right. Well, that probably. Uh, I was watching MLB Network. That'll set someone off, probably. They they were just like that. That was not enough to get ejected. Enough to be warned. Where if it happens again, like you're out. But, yeah. Oh, well, I like Tim Anderson as a player. I think he's a good player. I think he's be a good player. He's a young guy. Mm, mm. You know who else is going to be a really good player? Who? Scott Kingery. True. You know who else is going to be a really good player? Who? Aaron Nola. True. You know who else is going to be a really good player? Who? Michael Franco. Hot take. Ooh, dude, he's been killing it, man. He has been raking in the runs. Dude, he, and in the eight hole. In the eight hole. I think I think he uh, is fine with the eight hole. I think he's fine with the eight hole, yeah. <laughs> I think he's fine with the eight hole. <laughs> yeah, dude, I like it. I love Franco right now. Love him. All right, well, we've walked it off. We have. Go Phillies, man. Go Phils. They need to keep it up. They do, man. Phillies are fun, man. They're fun to watch, even when they're... Even when they're rocking <sighs> Steve Matz. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. He didn't even get an out. Oh, that was great. Runs. That was great. That was great. <sighs> oh, was it eight or ten? It was ten runs in the first inning. Oh, my God. He got pulled after, he got pulled after eight without getting a single out. Talk about a day to forget. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> day to remember for us, though. When do we face Matt's again? <laughs> Put it I on think your pretty, calendar. I think pretty soon, actually. Put it on your calendar. I think it's after the Colorado series. We'll watch him shut us out next time. <laughs> yeah, right. Watch him get swept. Oh, God, don't say that. All yeah. right, anything random happened this week that uh, in the sports world that you found? Well, you mentioned in the very beginning, Tiger Woods won the Masters. Tiger Woods did win the Masters. Crazy, man. That I didn't was... watch any of it. But an incredible good for him, at least. Oh and uh, I was yeah. so happy for Tiger. NHL playoffs are still continuing on. The Penguins choked. Tampa Bay got swept, which is hilarious. And Pittsburgh got swept as well, which is also hilarious. Um, NBA playoffs. Uh, the Clippers won a game against Golden State. I don't know how, but they did. Uh, the, the Golden State. Oh, oh, Golden State blew a thirty-one point lead, three-one. Golden State blew a 3-1 lead. Is that a sign? Yep. Oh. San Antonio's up on Denver 2-1, which is pop, kind of surprising. It's, it's pop. It's pop. Yeah, but Denver's a 2, man. It's pop. Yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, I mean, other than that, of course, Boston's winning. Ooh. Um, I hate that city. Toronto's 
I think, tied with Orlando right now. They might be playing right now, honestly. Uh, Sixers are up 2-1, to one, obviously. Uh, what's the other series? Oh, uh, I think Milwaukee's up 2-0 on Detroit. And let's be honest, if you're Detroit fans, you need a shot. I mean, come on. You're without Blake Griffin. Even with Blake Griffin, you're probably going to get swept. And then, uh, what's the other series in the West? It's 57-56 Toronto. In wow. The third. Wow. Orlando's hanging with them, man. I give them props. They're all those. They're also one of those teams who. I'm worried that we lose to Orlando because they destroyed us the last time we played. No, dude. If we played Orlando in the next round, <laughs> that'd be great. It'd be better than Toronto. Yeah, of course. <laughs> all right, I think that's really all we got to say. Anything to add? Go Sixers. Go Phillies. NFL draft. I'm excited for. Flyers, I don't know what to think, but hopefully it's good things coming. Nice. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at PHL The Bandwagon. Follow myself, PHL Ryan Michaels. Follow Chris Tiernan at PHL Chip Tiernan. You can also find us on Facebook. Look for it. It's there. (laughs) We get followers on Twitter, but Facebook nothing? Come on, guys. You're disappointing me. I disappoint myself every day, though, so it's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a Facebook, if you're wondering, so go check that out. <laughs> go to phlsportsnation.com under the podcast section. Look for the bandwagon. You can also find your Eagles, Sixers, and Phillies podcast there. Uh, give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Share us. We'll put up polls for you guys. We'll put up. We'll put up a poll this week. I'm I'm going to make a note of it, and we will put up a poll this week. I don't know what it is yet, but go to our Twitter in. A few days and check it out. What was it going to be like? Which stat is most hot? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for listening. We will see you at the next time. <laughs>